uses none Who would to him their souls unite <coughs> Believe on him the work is done Be saved, oh, tonight Oh, why not tonight? Why not tonight? Why not tonight? Why not tonight? Will thou be saved? Then why not? Why not tonight? Amen. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you foolish, trusting in His graces? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood in the soul, cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are you gone, spotless, or they white as no Washed in the blood of the Lamb. Are you suffered from a style stain with sin and be washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fountain fallen for the soul unclean? All be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Are you washed in the blood in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are you garments spotless or the white as snow? We washed in the blood of the Lamb. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All of my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment when I wake up Till I lay my head to rest I will sing of the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful And all my life you have been so, so good with every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkest night. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father, I've known you as a friend, I have lived in the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful, and all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Amen. Amen. Good song service. We thank the Lord for that. Tonight... Before we get into our message, I do want to read a letter that was sent to us from Brennan. And, uh, Lord, being my helper, it's a nice short letter. <laughs> You know, I'll be honest with you, it's times like this that, man, your heart just, just bleeds. Dear church family, I wanted to write all of you a letter expressing my thanks for all the prayers 
the past two months. They have and continue to be much appreciated. Now that I have access to technology, I've been able to keep up with the services online. Thank the Lord for that. Lord willing, I'll be, I will see you all once again in November. And that's from Brendan Stevens. And he did sign it and undersign it with a, with a scripture that I want to read to you. It's Philippians 1, verse 3 through 6. And he says, I, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Always in every prayer of mine for you all, making requests with joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. That is a, that's a wonderful way to end a letter. And uh, I thank the Lord for, for young Brennan. He's always, I'll tell you what, just like all of our young people, there's just such a blessing. And it is such a blessing to see the character of these young men and young ladies as they have grown in the word of the Lord and as they have grown in their salvation. What a, what a treasure this church has. And I, I do pray that not only each and every family of these children realize it, but every person in this house, every member that makes up this body, I hope you realize what a treasure we have with our young people. Listen, I want you to know something. You, this church has a treasure trove when it comes to our young people. Uh, many churches that I go to preach in, I mean just about every church I go to preach in anymore, uh, you're very, very fortunate to see any young people whatsoever. And I'll tell you what, we're blessed here and I thank God for our young people. I thank God for our teachers. I thank God for our parents who bring these young people to the house of God. And a lot of churches, uh, uh, young people are left to themselves, uh, whether they want to serve the Lord, go to the house of God or not. I mean, it's just a way, a lot of times, a lot of people raise up their children and people wonder, where's all the children? You know, I had a church not too long ago to ask me, uh, where's all the children? And knowing that these people that were in this church, not only did they have children there, in their own homes, but they had grandchildren, they had nieces and nephews. You want to know where the children are? They've been left to themselves way too long in too many places. Now I thank God for the Emmanuel Mystery Baptist Church. I thank God for the parents and for the grandparents. I thank God for all our children. May the Lord truly bless is our prayer. If you would, I'd like you to go ahead and turn your Bibles to the book of Hebrews in chapter 4 to begin with. Uh, tonight, uh, I'm not going to say that I have a short message. I only have two pages, but I will say this. What I have to say, it magnifies our Heavenly Father. And I'm talking about the whole triune God. Now, in last week's lesson, uh, in last week's sermon on Sunday night, we spoke about the touch of Jesus and what it does. Tonight, we're going to deal with the whole Almighty and the voice of God. And what a powerful voice it is. I told the men in the prayer room, if you go back to the book of Ezekiel in chapter 1, and there you see the magnificence of God in a character, in a stating, as we deal with the, the wheels and the wheels inside the wheel and all this and the creation, you see the magnificence of God Almighty. I can just sit here and talk to you about that. My arms are covered in chills. Just to read after Ezekiel chapter 1, it is an amazing chapter to get a hold of. It's a wonderful chapter that talks about the brilliance and the majesty of God the Father. Now, in that chapter, what you see is a, is a lot of pictures and a lot of type and a, and a lot of a, a, a roundabout way bringing, about, bringing out the glory of the Almighty God. Folks, I want you to know something. One of those magnificent scenes is the voice of the Almighty God. I'm talking about a powerful voice. The Bible states in the Hebrews chapter 4, 
beginning at verse 7, the Bible states this. Now get a hold of this. Again, he limiteth a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. You know, these young men just sang a song that, that kind of spoke to that very, that very theme, did it not? Listen, I want you to know if you're here today and you're not saved by the grace of God, I want you to know today that the voice of Almighty calls forth. And as you hear the voice of God from these pages, I pray that your mind will go back. The Bible says in verse 8, For if Jesus had given them rest, then would He not afterward have spoken of another day. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into the rest, that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick, powerful, and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. <clears throat> Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. You know, tonight as we look at this scripture, we're talking about the very voice of God. We're talking about how that if we hear His voice, you know what? You need to set up and pay attention to it. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, tonight as we bow in Your presence, we do so with thankful hearts. We thank You, dear God, that You saved us by Your amazing grace. We thank You that in a time when we were maybe even least expecting it, Your voice came into our hearts. And whether it was spoken softly or spoken in a manner that just was meant to get our attention, Lord, you drew us unto thyself. Father, I pray that you would bless in this service tonight. Bless thy people. Encourage us this evening. May we realize and understand the voice of Almighty is great. Lord, bless this congregation. Pray for the sick. We pray for the traveler, Lord, that you would bless each and every one. Bring everybody back in safely. We thank you, dear God, that you've already blessed in several cases. Lord, that our, our folks are back with us, and we thank you for that. I pray now, Father, that you will bless this evening. Forgive us our sin in Jesus Christ's name. And amen. Emmanuel, in last Sunday night's sermon, we beheld the touch of the Master's hand. And tonight we will witness the power within the voice of Almighty. So we're going to get it right into this. As we look at, at the very first thing, we're going to look at the voice as thunder. Now listen, when God speaks, the Bible often speaks about the case that, that the voice of God is as thunder. And you know, I've heard people say when when, when lightning would clap and thunder would follow after it, I've heard the old timers would say, listen, God's speaking and, and that thunder is the voice of God. You know, I reckon they've done that to, to calm the little ones maybe, to keep them quiet during the storm. But I want you to think about that. In Job chapter 40, in the second stanza of verse 9, canst thou thunder with a voice like him? You know, when Job was confronted with his friends, so-called, and they began to uh, question him, and they began to, to, to put him down and everything else, they began to blame him for all that God was putting on him, he began to speak about the God of heaven. Folks, I want you to know something. The God that we serve, the God that has saved us with His never-dying grace, has a voice as thunder. With the voice of the triune God and the power that resonates by and through it, dominion and majesty is His calling card. 
in Job 37. If you'll want back up to that real quick in Job 37, notice what it says here. I am, I am often thrilled to just stop and consider the great God of heaven, realizing that He is the one who holds me in His hand. It isn't that I'm holding on to God, but that He's holding on to me. Amen. That is amazing to me. In Job chapter 37, I believe I said, in Job 37, let me get back there. The Bible states this in verse 1, At this also my heart trembleth and is moved out of his place. Hear attentively the noise of his voice, and the sound that goeth out of his mouth. He directeth it unto the whole heaven, and his lightning unto the ends of the earth. And after it a voice roareth. He thundereth with the voice of his excellency, and he will not stay, Them when his voice is heard, God thundereth marvelously with his voice. Great things doth he, which which we cannot comprehend. What an amazing God that we serve, folks. Look at Psalm 29. Just go over just a little bit to the next book. Psalm and chapter 29. And think about this God that we are, we are looking at tonight. Speaking of His voice. Give unto the Lord, all ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory do His unto His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. Now, I'm going to stop right there for just a moment. That was my message this morning. Why would God receive praise and honor and glory from subjects such as us? Simply because He has bought us with His Son's own blood. And therefore, God's people are to reverence Him. They are to respect Him. They are to glorify His name. When we come into the house of God, when we come into the place of worship, listen, we ought to come in with our minds awestruck. You see, God's in this place. And if you have any church at all, if you have the candlestick still in this body, You have to realize that the Holy Spirit of God is in this place. He's walking up and down these aisles. He's in and out of these pews. He's touching the hearts of His people. And folks, I dare say tonight that each and every one of us are to be in a mindset of giving Him praise that's due His name. We're here tonight to glorify the Almighty God of heaven. We're here tonight to lift up His name. We're here tonight to resonate, uh, not only in this building, but out those doors, how we glorify the Almighty God that is in heaven. Verse 3 says, The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrene like a a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calve and discovereth the forest. And in His temple doth everyone speak of His glory. You see, that's a reason why church services are so important. A lot of times people get lost in the, in the activities of the church. People get lost in the attendance of the, of the church in the house of God. They forget and oftentimes, and I'm going to include myself, we forget why we're in the place of, uh, of worship. It is, as I said a moment ago, to worship Him who deserves all honor, glory, and praise. Yes, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. 
Secondly tonight, his voice is powerful as many waters. You know, I know you all have been around raging waters. And I'm talking about a, whether it's a flash flood, whether the waters just get up to the edge of the banks or, or whatever it is, especially in a smaller stream, it is very, very loud. I mean, you can hear the water uh, uh, for a mile away. You can hear the water as it roars down the creek or, or down the hollow. And you can hear exactly uh, what I'm saying here tonight. And that is as the voice of Almighty God. It is as the voice of many waters. Waters that are being churned up and, 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 and stirred and, and made to, 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 to actually feel it. You know, when we was up at Niagara Falls uh, this past summer and uh, we get close to the falls, I mean, you can feel the concussion of the noise as it hits the, uh, the ground beneath and the rocks beneath. You can actually feel the concussion. You can, you can hear the, the, the mighty noise and you begin to say, my God's voice is even louder than that. That's an amazing thought, folks. Amazing thought. He has the voice of many waters. In Ezekiel 43, and that's where I wanted to go a while ago with, uh, and I said Ezekiel 1, but it's in Ezekiel 43 where we see this vision. And in that vision, you see the majesty of Almighty God. From, from verse 1 all the way through, you see the power and majesty that's even in His voice, His character. This is the God that we serve. What a God that we serve. In Revelation chapter 1, if you want to turn there uh, for just a moment, notice what it says here in Revelation and chapter 1. We'll also look at Revelation and, and chapter 14 in just a moment. But look at Revelation 1. Begin reading at verse 10. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. You know what? What to God that every child of God that enters the house of God is in the Spirit. Amen? Hey, listen, I want you to know something today. That's when you know you're having church. Amen? That's when you know that the Holy Spirit of God is going to touch you because you're in the Spirit. You're ready to hear uh, what thus saith the Lord and you're ready to accept in your heart what God's Word says. You know what you're doing? You are prepared to worship when you come into the house of God like that. Here, John the Revelator is stating, listen, he was already close to God, was he not? He was ready to hear what God had to say. And here the Bible says, he says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest, write in a book. And send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, unto Smyrna, unto Pergamos, unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice that spake unto me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man clothed with a garment down to his feet, and girt about with the paps with a golden girdle. Listen, I want you to know something tonight. The Lord is to be the center of the church. Amen. God Himself is to be the very center and essence of our worship. That's the reason why that I always say, listen, worship is important. God's people, when they come to the house of God, need to be in a frame of mind ready to receive the Word of God, ready to receive the things that are spoken of by the Word of God. And listen, that's when God's people really can say, I've been revived. That's when you can really experience revival for the first time. When you realize the Lord is to be the center of the house of God. His head and His hairs were white like wool. As white as snow and his eyes were as a flame of fire. Can you see this God that I'm talking about tonight? This is the very Son of God. Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, the Alpha and Omega. He is the one to be praised tonight. His voice says so. His feet were likened to fine brass. And as they burned in a furnace. And his voice as the sound of many waters. Folks, I want you to know something. This is the God that we serve tonight. 
And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. His countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as a dead. He laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am the he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. You know, tonight as we look at the majesty of Almighty God, it ought to stir our hearts to realize when we hear the voice of God, listen, it's not just that still small voice inside of us, but it is a powerful raging voice. Sometimes there's the raging waters. And it ought to get our attention. It ought to make us sit upright and worship Him. The Bible says in, Je- in, in Revelation 14 and 1, And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the mountainside, and with him a hundred and forty-four thousand, having his Father's name written in their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of great thunder, I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sang as it were a new song before the throne. And before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the 144,000 which were redeemed from the earth. Folks, I want you to know something. There's going to be a time when those that are saved out of that tribulation period to come. Listen, they're going to sing a song that you and I could never be able to sing. They're going to sing a song with a voice that you and I could never be able to do. But listen, I go back to, to uh, Revelation chapter 5, and I'll tell you this, we're going to be singing a song as well. We the saints of the redeemed, listen, we're going to sing songs of praise unto the Almighty God. Oh, may God help us to realize the goodness and the power that rests in the Almighty God of heaven. A powerful and boisterous voice. A voice that cannot be stayed. A voice that cannot be disannulled. We're talking about the very God of heaven who speaks. Listen, you've heard that old uh, commercial. I, I, I sometimes get tired of it, but uh, so, so, so and so speaks, they listen. You know, that's what uh, they like to brag about man a lot. You know, and these, uh, these uh, money, money people. And of course, I understand why they're doing it. They, they want to make sure that they get their product out there and get their name out there. And they want to say that when they speak, you know, the world listens. I want you to know something. When God speaks, the world will listen. You cannot hide from the voice of Almighty God. You're talking about thunder. You're talking about raging waters. You're talking about rushing powerful waters that cannot, I mean, they're almost deafening when you're around them. Listen, you can't hide from the voice of Almighty. As the Bible spoke here just a moment ago, as I was reading, the Bible stated that when He spoke, His insides began to quiver. Folks, that's the power of God. Amen? That's the power that we serve today. Oh, may God help us. A powerful and boisterous voice is that of Almighty. A voice to be respected. A voice to be revered. And a voice to be reverenced. Now, thirdly, we see His voice able to bring life to the dead. Now, here we're talking about the second person of the Trinity. Not only does God do that as well, but listen, when we're dealing with a, with a physical death, we think about, go back to John chapter 11, and you see Lazarus. And, and listen, Jesus Christ didn't even have to touch him. All he had to do was speak his name and tell him to come forth. And you know what? The power of that voice done everything. He came forth. You want to know why that Jesus Christ used his personal name, Lazarus, come forth? Because if he had just said, come forth, every grave in that area would have been opened up and every person, listen, that was within earshot of the voice of Almighty God would have come forth that day. That's the power of God. That's, and Jesus, he is God. Now get that. He is God. He's God in the second person. Now, as we look at this, we go on and we think about in John chapter 10, the Bible states about His sheep, about you and I, that we will hear His voice. We will hear His voice. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to go unto Him. We're going to go to where the shepherd is calling. 
And I pray to God tonight that if there's one in this house that does not know the Lord is their Savior, that the shepherd will call them this evening and that the Lord may save their never-dying souls. Not only did the voice of Jesus bring life to the physical dead, but with His voice He brings life to those who are spiritually dead as well. That's the voice of power. That's the voice that that Ephesians in chapter uh, uh, 2 speaks of. In verse 1 He says, And you hath He quickened. How did He quicken them? And John chapter 6 and 44 and John chapter 6 and 63 speaks about the fact that the Holy Spirit of God moves upon them, those individuals. If you were saved by the grace of God, you were saved when God called you unto Himself. You see, that's how salvation comes in John chapter 6, 44. No man can come unto the Father except he be drawn. Folks, I want you to know something tonight. How, does it, how, how are you drawn to the Father? Through the gospel message. You know what this Bible is? It is the voice of Almighty God. It's, it's His breath put on paper. And folks, this is for us tonight. This is for those who are, are yet left in their sins. This is, the, this is the voice of Almighty God. And He's saying unto you, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Oh, may the Lord bless is our prayer. The fourth thing I want you to notice is with His voice, storms are calmed. Is that not what Jesus Christ did? Listen, He calms the the storms of our lives. You know, it's that still small voice. Brother, Brother Dan Stepp this morning spoke on that still small voice. Or maybe it was Brother Rex. I can't remember now. But listen, one of those men spoke about how how that uh, you know the, the tornado, the the whirlwind came, but God wasn't in the whirlwind. The fire came, but God wasn't in the fire. But after all was said and done, a still small voice came. Even his still small voice is powerful enough to persuade mankind. That's wonderful, folks. That's wonderful. His voice storms, calms the stormy sea. In Psalm 107 and 9, it says, For he satisfieth the longing soul, and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. This speaks to mankind's storms of life, which all of us experience from time to time. God calms the storms in our lives. You might be going through a storm now. You may have been through a storm lately. And you know exactly what I'm saying. It was God that spoke to your heart and caused you to be at ease with whatever is going on in your life. That's what God's do- That's what our God does. His voice calms our, our, our... Maybe it's our frayed nerves from time to time. Maybe it's, it's, it's life in general that is overwhelming us And God just speaks to us in that still small voice. And He says, I've got this. You know, a lot of times we allow problems of life to overwhelm us before we ever go to prayer and ask God's help. Listen, God is always there willing and willing. He's waiting there for us to call out for Him. Just like like a father, just like a mother, a grandparent. When their little one is crying forth, you know what they're you know what they're needing? They're needing relief for something. You know what that grandparent or that parent will do? It'll it'll grab that child and give them the relief they stand in need. They calm the storms of that child's life. Folks, I want you to know something. Every one of us has gone through storms, have we not? Some things some somehow have happened to us, and it has caused us to almost lose our, our faith. But then that still small voice comes. That voice that calms the troubled waters around us. Just like when, when Jesus Christ walked across the waters and his, his, his disciples were over here in the ship. Listen, and, and Peter stepped out on the water to go to Jesus. But then when he looked at the storm, he looked at the waves, he began to sink. You know what he done? He cried out unto the Lord. You know what the Lord done? He picked him up. 
when Jesus Christ was in the ship and, and the seas were, were raging and they were tossing to and fro. And they come to Him and they say, Master, carest thou not that we perish? You know what He done? He said, Peace, be still. That still small voice is able to calm the troubled seas of our lives. Fifthly tonight, with His voice, the sick are healed. With the voice of Almighty God, the sick are healed. You know, as we, we go back to the New Testament, Luke in chapter 5, Luke in chapter 5, this is the God that we serve, folks. He is the God with a powerful voice. Whether it's God the Father, God the Son, or God the Holy Spirit, the voice of Almighty God is powerful. Whatever, whatever uh, uh, personality, whatever person that He's in. Now no, notice what it says in Luke in chapter 5 and verse 12. And verse 13, the Bible says, And it came to pass, when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy, who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And he put forth his hand and he touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. That's the God that we serve, folks. That's, you know what? Yeah, you know, I hear people, well, that was Jesus back uh, over 2,000 years ago. Yeah, and Jesus is still the same today. Amen. Jesus is still the same. He is still in the healing business. He is still in the saving business. And we need to reverence Him for that very reason. In verse 17 down through verse 26, again, you see here where Jesus heals the, the paralytic. And, and, and what did He do with just His voice? He told him to walk and He walked. That's the power of God. That's the power of Almighty God. May God help us to see the power that's in the voice of Almighty. Now, sixthly, I want you to see with His voice the demon possessed are rid of that problem. With just a voice. You know, uh, we go to Mark in chapter 9 for just a moment. And I'm not going to read all this because it's a lengthy reading. But I want you to just get a picture here of what is being said. When Jesus heals this little boy who had, a, as, as his father said, is an unclean spirit. And oftentimes uh, the Bible the Bible stated here that this little boy would be, would be taken and be thrown into the fire or, or whatever it may be just to harm the little child. And the Bible says in verse 7, there was a cloud that overshadowed them and a voice came out of the cloud saying, this my beloved son in whom I am son, hear ye him. And on down here in verse 24 now, the Bible says in a straight way, the father, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou Mine unbelief. And when Jesus saw the people came running, He rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto them, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore, and came out of him. He was as one dead, insomuch that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. Listen, that's a powerful Savior, isn't it? The voice that cast out the demons. Mark in chapter 5, back up just a little bit here. And I only have one more point, so just bear with me just a minute. I'm, and this is just, again, this is just the tip of the iceberg of what I could have said about the voice of the Almighty God. The Bible states in, in chapter 5 of the book of Mark, when Jesus raised Jairus' daughter up, you remember... Uh, uh, the Bible speaks here of this one who uh, who was who was uh, in bad shape, no doubt. The, the, you know, and they came to him, and they were seeking Jesus to heal her. And of course, Jesus along the way got got stopped, and and uh, the lady of the issue of blood uh, was was coming in and stopped him, and and he when she touched him, he said, "Who touched me?" You know what it was? He knew that there was faith. There was virtue that came out of him. That only comes out by faith. She knew that he could touch her and he could make her whole. But then, as you look at this, you know, if you remember, 
in one in one case, uh, uh, listen, this this uh, this other this ruler uh, had had his servants came to him and said, "Hey, don't bother the master; she's already gone." And you know what Jesus did? He went about his business, didn't he? He went about to to heal her. And you know what? Just his voice. He told her to raise up. She raised up. Folks, we go and we see we see that word uh, uh, Tabatha, or I believe it is, and that was a that was a word saying unto her to come forth. It says that in verse forty one, and he took the damsel by the hand, and he said unto her, Tabatha Kume, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked. She was the age of 12 years and they were astonished with great astonishment. Yes, with just the voice. Death can go away. <clears throat> Demons can be cast out. <clears throat> and lastly, with his voice, this is one of the greatest things. <clears throat> Sins can be forgiven. Mark chapter 2. We're right here close. Mark in chapter 2. Notice what it says in verse 5. When Jesus saw their faith, He said unto the sick of palsy, Son, Thy sins be forgiven thee. <clears throat> you know, when we came to Jesus, that's the very way we came to Him. Sick and undone. When we came to Jesus, we were as those that were sick with the palsy or with leprosy. We were completely filled with filth of leprosy and the sin of leprosy. And Jesus said, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. What a wonderful thought tonight for those of us who are saved by God's amazing grace to realize that just with His voice, when we came unto Him, He said, Thy sins are forgiven. I don't know about you, but that gives me something to praise Him for. Amen. When I come into this house of worship, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I wasn't always this way. There was a time when I would come into the house of God I never thought about. I never thought a thing about it. We just, what we done. And I'll be honest with you, that, that was on me. Folks, there's people today that just come into the house of God just because it's a habit. Many times people have forgotten this is a place where God says, I'm going to meet you. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm going to be there. I still believe. Amen. I still believe that when God says, I'm going to be in the midst, He's here. Not only is He here in that manner, but he, he speaks to us as He's here in our hearts. His Spirit resides within us. And listen, as we come into this house of God, we need to come in with a reverential fear, knowing that God, and number one, God's in this place. Oh, folks, we better hope He's always in this place. We better pray that the candlestick is never removed from this house of God. This place of worship where he says, I promise I'll be there. The candlestick. Revelation speaks about the candlestick. Ezekiel speaks about it. A lot of churches today don't have the candlestick. They don't even, people don't even know today what the candlestick is. Isn't that sad? I mean, folks, there's churches in, 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 our, in our nation today who have no idea what local church truths is and what it's all about. 
Don't have any idea the importance of baptism. The importance of the entrance into the house of God. A lot of people just cast up, well, I mean, we're all here to do the same thing. But listen, God says unto His people, you come out from among them, be separate, saith the Lord. That means we need to learn what God's Word says. And I shall be good. Luke 5 and 20, before I come to a close, I just get, I, I'm sorry, I just get so upset when people just tell me like, like church is just, well, I just, you know, it's all going to be all right. No. I believe God is pleased with a church that understands why we're here. Amen. I believe God is well pleased with that. In Luke chapter 5, and I'm going to come to a close right here. I'm going to have to in just a moment. In verse 20, again, as we speak of, his voice is able to forgive sin. Again, he says here, and when he saw their faith, he said unto them, Man, thy sins are forgiven. Speaking about, again, the paralytic. Oh, may God help us to see the power that's in the voice of God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close right there. You know, but I, I go back and I think about uh, what Ezekiel what Ezekiel was speaking of here. And I'll tell you, Ezekiel is more powerful than I can ever be, of course. But when you're dealing with uh, the things that are being seen here, oh, what a mighty God we serve in Ezekiel. I'm going to have to look at this real quick. In chapter 1 it is, where this is speaking about the greatness of the God of heaven. You know, as we look at this entirety of this chapter, verse 1 through 28, uh, the simplest thing that we can say here is it speaks of God's omnipotence and sovereignty. It speaks of... uh, his, his sovereignty over the whole universe because of what He is. The great God, the great I Am. He is the God of heaven. And I pray tonight that our, that our understanding of His voice would just give us just a little inkling of what His Word really is wanting us to know. Listen, His voice is as thunder and His voice is as many waters. The power that's in the voice of Almighty God. He can do anything with just His voice. May God help us to realize that and understand it. Let's all stand, please.